Six o'clock. It's a strange day on a Saturday. We're here for the end of the comedy crawl event. As comics from the upcoming eighth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, and we're gonna have them perform. Also, there were some comics that were visiting that uh, were very supportive, so we're gonna give them sets as well. And uh, we'll get started. Everyone's just sort of hanging out, so doesn't mean, you know. Okay, yeah, we'll just, I mean, I don't, you guys just shotgun each other. We got all the Sacramento people. Hey, everybody, we got all the Sacramento people. We're just going to have 
Joe Kanyu, host all your buddies, yay. Hey, I'm Joe Kanyu from Sacramento. We got uh, some comics here we're riding with from the Valley, and uh, they're gonna come up and do um, a little tight four minutes and then introduce each other, okay? So uh, please give uh, these Sacramento comics your support, and uh, let me start out with uh, Subas Sharma. Subas Sharma, coming to the stage right now. And Subas, when you're done, when your tight four will light you, you bring up somebody, another comic from Sacramento, okay? Thanks, Subas. Subas Sharma. <laughs> uh, thank you, guys. Uh, I wasn't ready for this, but I'm ready now. <laughs> uh, my name is Subas Sharma, guys. I'm from Nepal. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, I'm here to learn some American English. How about that shit? <laughs> if you guys do not understand my American English, uh, next time I'm going to bring the host over here, right? <laughs> and then if I'm not funny, my host going to be funnier than me, all right? And then he or she going to be translating me. I don't know whoever it is. <laughs> That's not funny. Uh, do you guys like inside jokes? You guys like inside jokes? Yeah. Uh, you know, folks, I love inside jokes because it comes from inside of my body. <laughs> That's not funny, yeah. Uh, anyway, guys, uh, like I said, I'm from Nepal. Uh, you guys know who is Nepal is? Does anybody know? Do you know who is Nepal, sir? Uh, All right, you're a smart guy. Uh, you know, folks, the other day I asked the crowd, right, uh, does anybody know where Nepal is? Uh, one of the gentlemen, he got very excited. He got up from his chair, and then he showed me his nipple. I'm like, sir, sir, that, that's not Nepal, sir, that's a nipple, all right? <laughs> that's not funny, sir. That's very disrespectful for my country, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, anyway, guys, uh, Nepal is a beautiful country, you know, uh, we have a yak, yatis, we got a, we got a Mount Everest, you know what I'm saying? Uh, people go in my country for uh, hiking, biking, uh, some of them, uh, they pay like $50,000 to climb the Mount Everest, and they die. <laughs> uh, that's not funny, brother. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> people go to my country to die. I came here to survive. <laughs> There's no oxygen, nothing. Why you go there? To die, right? Uh, that's not funny. Uh, anyway, guys, uh, the other day I asked a gentleman, how you doing, sir? And he said, I cannot complain. And I said, yes, you can, sir. This is America. Right? It's written in the first amendment. The freedom of his speech. <laughs> you like that one, brother? Right, all right. <laughs> do, do you guys know that 70% of the human body is made by water? Do you guys know that? All right, can I call you guys a water, please? All right, that's not funny, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, folks, uh, the other day, uh, me and my wife, we made love. Um, by the way, my wife is a Filipino lady. 
we had fun and shit like that. And after I'm done, uh, she gave me $50. I didn't like that shit. I'm not a gigolo. I'm a husband, right? I wanted a $75. All right, that's my time, guys. I'm going to call my uh, next friend. Uh, who am I going to call? I'm going to call uh, Kelly Brown. How about that? Kelly, please. <laughs> My name is Kelly, and I'm a librarian. Would you like to hear a librarian joke? A man walks into a library and asks for the books about paranoia. Librarian whispers, shh, they're right behind you. That one kills at all the librarian parties. Because I'm a librarian, people think I'm really, really nice and sweet and innocent. But I'm not. I like to do it with younger guys. And there are at least 10 reasons I've heard why young guys like to hit this. Would you like to know what they are? OK. Number one. Number I have a pussy. Number two, I have a really tight grip. Number three, I'm not looking for a commitment. Number four, I'm always so very, very grateful. Number five, I've been sucking dick since before you were born. And I was pretty good at it back then. Number five, I have a pussy. <laughs> Number six, I like to get white girl wasted. Oh my God, I got so drunk last night, I, I, I blew a 10. And then I took a breathalyzer test. Number seven, I'm not gonna be there when you wake up in the morning. <laughs> Number eight, No gag reflex. <laughs> Number nine. I have a pussy. <laughs> and the tenth reason young guys are into this, I have a Asshole! <laughs> and that's twice as tight. <laughs> or twice as nice. Bet you didn't see that one coming, did you? 
neither did I. Well, that was the climax of my act. My name is Kelly. <laughs> and I'd like to ask Miss Amy Thompson to come up here. It's here for Amy. All right. I know it might not be anyone here, but tell your friends, I'm looking to get taken to a sports game on a date. Not for bases, baskets, balls, or sports. It's the t-shirt cannons. I think it would be bad ass to catch a shirt that came out of a cannon. I could finally get my evil Knievel vibes on. You know, be stunting in my cannon teeth. I just get worried. Because how will the cannon know what my size is? Do I whisper it to the ref? I've never been to a sports game. Do I, like, pass a note to the umpire on the way in? Do I text a number, you know, so they can program it into the cannon? I just, I just don't want to go through a lot of work for a shirt that doesn't fit. Doesn't have to be a date, though. I could take a friend. Hard to make friends, though. But I've got strategies. Take notes. So I've been writing my phone number on my tampon wrappers, all sizes, because when I meet a cool chick in the bathroom, well, I already have the perfect friend pickup line picked out. I'm like, hey, girl. I got you on that tampon. We should be friends. Our periods are already synced. And I need new friends. Because you want to realize who your dumb friends are? Travel with them. That's how I lost my girl, Lacey. <laughs> Love Lacey to death, but she's a dumb bitch. Lacey left a strange Florida nightclub with some dude because he told her he was going to show her lights. Say that again. Lights. So yeah, I'm in uh, the market for a solid bitch that won't get us both human centipeded. <sighs> so this is going to seem like a segue. It's not. It all comes back around. Everyone here knows what a pocket pussy is. I know. I'm, I'm on the comedy crawl. We all know what a pocket pussy is. The vagina in your pocket. It's better warmed up. I've, I've now picked that up. I don't have a lot of experience with them. What I have more experience with is a pussy pocket. Anyone else here? Oh, man, damn close. I'm just looking for another bitch that loves weed enough to uh, smuggle a vape cartridge up her sliz. Not here. All right. Uh, I'm a good friend, though. I have had some friends since high school. I like to watch my party friends grow up because now they don't party. They entertain. They've started families. And my girl, like Brittany. Brittany, I once watched the <laughs> drink and then throw up an entire jug of Carlo Rossi and Brian's mom's bed. And now, she makes apps so good, she is putting the whore in hors d'oeuvres. Not in Brian's mom's bed. Ha, hey, hey. Well, and Brian, what's he doing? Uh, Brian wants the tip of his dick on fire trying to set off a Piccolo Pete with a fart. Piccolo Pete, it was the 4th of July. It wasn't even July. And now he wants me to RSVP to his wife's potluck like, I know my mental state for August 9th. I don't. And uh, you don't want to invite me to a potluck. I hate potlucks. They're very misleading. This is, has a microphone in it. <laughs> this is it. Uh, I hate potlucks, though, because um, there's never any pot for my married uh, friends with children, and I never get lucky. Again, they're all married, and they want me to cook and bring something to their party. No, you don't. 
anything I cook or bring is going to be like a crime scene. It has hair, saliva, or blood in it. Not semen. That's not where I'm at in life. But either way, you're getting my DNA in you. Just like you all got my jokes in your ears. I rape joked you. All right, let's keep moving. I'm going to introduce my next uh, friend from Sacramento, Joe Kanye. Oh, you guys are in for a treat. I, I don't have any jokes, and I'm not supposed to be up here. Really, I got no jokes. I really, I'm, I'm, I'm caught short. I have no idea. I can tell you a little bit about me. I've done a lot of fucking with my shoes on. I've done a lot of fucking cuss. You know, she might change her mind. Husband could come home. And you don't want to be lying down behind the dumpster. You want to stay on your feet. A lot of fucking with my shoes on. I am kind of happy. I'm happy. I got a lot of new black friends. Didn't have any before. Started telling jokes at the black comedy club. They had a lot of friends. They think I'm funny. I think they're funny. They think I'm funny. I mean, my black, my new black friends start laughing as soon as I walk in the door. And when I'm leaving, I can hear them laughing behind my back. They love me. I love them. They think I'm funny. You know what a friend said to me? A friend said to me he wanted me to call him the N-word. I don't feel right about that, man. I don't feel right about that. He said, I'm giving you permission. You're my dog. I'm giving you permission. Call me the N-word. I said, I don't feel right about it. He said, why not? I said, because you're Irish, you ginger motherfucker. Can't be saying that stuff. And I can say ginger because I grew up as a natural redhead. I know it's hard to tell right now. Natural redhead. I have it in my genes. Natural redhead in my jeans. You don't believe me? Catch me outside. Catch me outside. Hey, I'm Joe Kanye from Sacramento. Thanks for letting us all Sacramento comics up here tonight. Let me give you your last Sacramento comic before we jet out of here. Chris Allen. Chris Allen coming to the stage right now. Give a good round of applause for Chris Allen. Uh, thank you, Joe. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, thank you, Pam, for having us here. Oh, God. This is an interesting crowd. I dig it. But people are just interesting themselves. I think it's interesting how people like to express themselves without saying anything. Uh, I hate these big muscle motherfuckers that try to think that they're, like, influential or something. And you know these kind of assholes. They usually got, like, tattoos on them or something. And they got that one that's got some special quote. Like, they think they... I don't know, spreading some good intelligence. Like, there'll, something that'll be like a tattoo of an anchor, for example, that'll say, life's hard, sink or swim. You've got an anchor on you, you dumb motherfucker. You're going to sink. For real, man, I think this is the way these people do it. Like, uh, I saw a woman the other day walking with a bag, and it said on this bag, I'm a mom, wife, and boss. <laughs> like, you're a bitch. <laughs> like, if we could say that with one word, why bother with the other two? Again, these are people with pseudo-intelligence walking on by. You know these motherfuckers. Like I said, I'm giving you the information. And I hate the ones, too, like, whenever you sneeze, they really think they're being cute. 
with their little IQ shit, and they'll say, Gesundheit, except for God bless you or just simply bless you. First of all, I'm Jewish. Don't say that shit around me. You might as well be saying, hell, Hitler. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm glad you like that, sir. A little giggle right there. Appreciate it. Oh, man. Other than that, uh, I do write. I write fiction, but I don't know. I got to say, giving you that theory, I like psychological shit. But I also get into some crazy stuff. Like, I got sexcapades out the wazoo. So I'm not shallow, and I recently brought home a chick with psoriasis. And I don't know if you guys know what that is. It was like a skin condition to where it's all, I don't know, it's like a sandpaper, pretty much. And she was a freaky bitch, too, because when we were banging, she kept on saying to me, you like fucking a lizard woman, don't you? <laughs> I mean, I came, so I mean, I guess I did. It was just funny to hear that. But then it's a gift that keeps on giving, too, because now when I watch that movie Species with that hot actress, whenever I see that skin, now I can really fantasize from that distant memory. God, man, it was like, it was disgusting, too, because, I mean, it was like fucking, really a fucking a lizard, because whenever, like, I woke up the next morning, it looked like a snake had shed its skin. It was nothing but dead skin cells all over that motherfucker. And I've fucked, like, virgin girls before where, you know, you get the blood on the sheets, I'll keep the blood on the sheets for a little bit because to me, those are war wounds. Those are accomplishments right there. I'll keep that like a medal from the battle, you know? Reminder. But the, yeah, but the dead skin cells, yeah, I had to get them out of there real quick. You know what I mean? Uh, also with the sex capades, I kind of want to go see a donkey show. Just, I don't know, I want to see some crazy shit, right? And people always get disturbed and they're like, Chris, don't you feel bad for the fucking woman? Not really. I feel bad for the donkey. That's rape and bestiality right there. That woman, she knows what she's getting into. That donkey, it's forced, man. Hey, kind of like I'm forcing myself on you right now. And also buy this book, please. Hey, I'm Big Chris Sound. We came down here from Sacramento. I want to boogie with Stu. Give it back to you, Bay Area people. Thank y'all. Yay, Chris from Sacramento. I don't know how the audience feels, but I'm scared. Uh, we're going to change... We're gonna change gears here now, and your next comedian's gonna do a full 10 minutes, and uh, he's awesome. He does dad jokes, particularly. It's you, Ed. Uh, we're changing gears. Whatever just happened, just switch it. Get everyone, go from that motorcycle to a tricycle. Your next comedian, everybody, Ed Rubin. Hey, everybody. Hi. Is this on? Oh, it is on. Hello, Mutiny Radio. I'm excited to be here. I learned a lot from the farmers in California. I imported my fans from New York. Thank you for being here. <laughs> they put up with a lot. And that's just me. Um, I took a bus to get here tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Now I just have to get it back to the elementary school before they notice it's missing. No. Don't worry about the kids. Don't worry about the kids. They're fine. I left them at the Netflix building. They're chilling. Yeah. I uh, I took the Cesar Chavez exit to get here tonight. Yeah. I love off-ramps because nobody looks at me like I'm a weirdo for getting off on one. I know. That's bad. I'm sorry. You're not going to tell my mom about this, right? Okay. Because <laughs> she doesn't get these jokes. Um, let me see. Um, oh. Uh, my city uh, wants to curb parallel parking. They do. So far, it's just been a lot of back and forth. 
but we'll see how it turns out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, personally, personally, I think they should worry a lot less about people's parking and more about their driving, right? You heard about the statistician that got into the car accident? They ran into the median. <laughs> and it wasn't even a difficult part of the highway. It wasn't, Lauren. I promise you. It was just a normal curve. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know a lot of people think this joke is mean. <laughs> but, but I think it's just kind of average. Oh, I know, I know. It does get worse. It do <laughs> it's, it's just going to keep going downhill from there. I tried. I tried to stop, but I can't. I can't. Uh, a little bit about myself. I am married. I am married. My wife is a cat person. Any cat people here? Any? Oh, uh, I am a dog person. Dog? Any dog people here? Yeah, yeah. So you can imagine I finally had to say to my wife, like, honey, you're just cooking it wrong. I know that sounds terrible. That sounds terrible. My wife is actually a very good cook. Very good cook. She makes the best feline pie I have ever had. No, it's the cat's meow. It is. Or what's left of it. <laughs> now, when my wife and I got married, oh my God, you guys remember this. We had a seven-layer wedding cake go along with this. We had a seven-layer wedding cake that was so beautiful, so beautiful. It had me in tears. No. <laughs> People say, Ed, Ed, uh, we really, what we really want to know is about your love life. Ah, all right, all right. Well, my love life, my love life is like a great, like a great Russian basketball player. Nothing but yet. I know, it is. These are stupid. I know, I know, yeah. Really, really making the family proud right now. Um, <laughs> no, my wife says she wants to make love. She says she wants to make love, but she's just Stalin. I I finally told her. I said, "Hey, quit putting me on." A little bit more about my love life. My uh, my wife is into spooning. Spooning. You guys know what that is? Anybody? It's where you lay on your sides and you cuddle, and somehow you're still able to make grandchildren. Um, I I am much more into forking. Yeah. Now it's not that. Uh, I have to have sex. It's not. I just knife to have. Wow, right? I mean, one joke, three utensils. I mean, it's like a miracle up here. Uh, I used to have a line in there about a salad fork, but I decided to toss it. Oh, God, I can't believe I'm going to use this word in front of you two. <laughs> I thought that deserved a rim job. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, <laughs> I made that mistake a couple weeks ago when uh, my wife was in the audience. She gave me such a tongue lashing. Daddy likes. Um, <laughs> my wife had thought it would enhance our relationship if we got a bedroom set. I did it. I did it. I know. Uh, I bought the lights and the video cameras. 
now I'm just looking for a director and a sound guy. I had a stunt double. Because some of those dismounts can be awfully tricky. I know. I have said so. Some I've been negative about my wife. I shouldn't do that because my wife is like a great quarterback on a team with just a terrible offensive line. She's always avoiding the sack. Um, what did I want to say? Oh, yeah, but I actually am very financially dependent on my wife. I am. Uh, she has a battery store at the beach. She sells sea cells by the seashore. Oh my gosh. Uh you know, before I got married, I would uh I was dating and I went out with this biker chick. Oh my god, this was that was a mistake. She was always on her cycle. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Um oh, I know the big exciting news in my family is that my son just graduated from college with a degree in oceanography. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Um, we're very proud of our C student. His favorite C is the Dead Sea. I'm sure you know, because he likes scrolling. Uh, I hope he finds a job he likes. I do, I do, because, uh, you know, so many of us are under so much stress with our job. But not as much stress as the old days, the olden days. Um, guillotine operators, guillotine operators. Those guys, those guys had to stay sharp if they wanted to get ahead. I know, my little hand motion for the head rolling down the stairs isn't very good. I'm working on it. I promise you I'm working on it. Not very well, but I'm working on it. Um, you know, they say the grass is always greener on the other side, which is how I found out my gardener is colorblind. Last week I came home found my gardener using my hoe. I said, hey, get off the gardener, put some clothes on, get in the house, you're grounded. I grounded that little hussy for two weeks. The first week was because she had sex with my gardener. And the second week, because she didn't get me a discount. I mean, where I'm from, family comes first, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, let's talk about, uh, let's change the subject. Let's talk about the ancient times. The ancient times, 2019. What was that, like 20 years ago? Something like that. That's how it feels, isn't it? Oh, my God. I used to love escape rooms. You guys remember escape rooms? I loved escape rooms. Uh, and then in 2020, we all started living in one. <laughs> Help, how do I get out of here? <laughs> I ate my way out. I didn't even realize I had a problem until I had a portrait done. Came back in landscape mode. And it's not like I didn't try and stay in shape during the pandemic. I took one of those online dance classes, you know, Zumba. Yeah. See, the problem, the problem is, is that my cells, and I mean every cell in my body, is just like my closet. There's no skinny jeans in there. No, no. Um, yeah, I can see you guys are concerned. Is he going to keep going? Yeah, I can see you're concerned. Um, I was concerned, so I went and saw a cardiologist. Cardiologist. Um, and he said, Ed, you're fine. You're fine. 
But then, then I read that he had been convicted of fraud. Fraud. Now he has to do a stent in jail. <laughs> I mean, the guy seemed perfectly nice to me. Perfectly nice to me. But I think he had arterial motives. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The guy, get this, the guy wanted me, me, to take a drug test. Lauren, can you believe that? I know, I couldn't either. I'm like, hey, there is no need for that. I, I already know what I like. <laughs> yeah, Flonays and baby aspirin get me through the day. Anyway, you guys have been great. Thank you very much, Pam. Thank you very much. Here. Yay, Ed Rubin. Ed Rubin, yay. And yay for your family that came. That's exciting. Thanks for being here, family. And you, you've been to this. this you're like your fourth show out of five. You're amazing. This is your fifth. You did all five. He did all five. Clap it up for Orange Shirt, everybody. Michael, right? All five shows. Uh, your next comedian, she's funny and wonderful. You're oh, that's 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 rad. I'm so glad you've been here and so supportive. Uh, well, clap your hands in a supportive manner, you guys. Everybody, your next comedian, Emily Rudolph. Yay! Hello. How are you guys feeling? Story here. Oh, nice. Wait, so how did that feel? Are you ready for more? Just buckle up, because I'm going to tell you some weird things about myself. So, no, we're all going to be close. This. Um, are you guys having a, a good time? Did you go to any other of the crawl shows or just this one so far? Cool. cool. All right. Well, hey, we're doing it again in October, so you got to come back for <coughs> for all of that. Um, yeah, well, I'm trying to start a TV show, you guys, um, and oh my gosh, and give it up for Lee in the bathroom. <laughs> I'm just going to close the bathroom door. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to start a, a TV show. I think it would be really cool to do. Have you guys seen a little show called Love is Blind? Yeah. Have you guys seen Love is Blind? No, but have you heard of Love is Blind? It's th they're like they sit in pods, right, and they don't see each other, and they talk through the wall, and most people just watch it to see at the end they have to decide if they're going to marry the person that they match with, right? Um, and it's awful, and most of the marriages fall apart, obviously. That's why everybody watches it. And uh, I, the show frustrates me. I don't know about you guys who have seen it, but I think they're taking credit for an experiment that hasn't been done yet. They call it an experiment, like it's like it's real science. Um, and I think we should do Love Is Blind with actual blind people. Like, wouldn't that be better? You know, like I say, fuck it. Let's do Love Is Blind on the spectrum. You know, just like stumbling around in the darkness, reaching for love. I really do think that's a good idea, but that's okay if you guys don't agree. It's fine. Art is subjective. Um, <laughs> do you guys remember the worst job you've ever had? Do you have that job right now, sir? Oh, okay. You look really pained by that question. <laughs> I used to work in a call center, and uh, yeah, that's like the, it's the closest I've ever been to society's most deranged people. 
uh, like besides my own family, who are hopefully not watching this. Uh, and, and working at that place felt like when you DoorDash McDonald's at 2 a.m., like everything's closed and it costs you $45. It takes an hour. And when it gets there, half your order's in the box and it's cold. Like both that experience and the job at call center job were fattening and devoid of joy. But like at least there was food on my table, you know. Uh, after a year of doing this, I got promoted to live chat. And I was like, are you guys going to pay me more? And they were like, no. But people will have to type out their verbal abuse to you now. So that gave me like a lot of time to reflect on it as it was happening. And we ha would have people just come on to the chats and start and just say crazy things. And if you'd end it, they'd start a new chat. Um, <laughs> and you have to understand, too, like this school, uh, it was a call center in a school. We trained phlebotomists on site, right? Uh, which means they were teaching people how to draw blood in the room next door. And I added my crazy manager to the chat with, with, this, with this guy, right, just demanding a hamburger over and over again all day long. Give me a fucking hamburger. And my manager just looks up pictures of hamburger ingredients and starts sending them back through the chat. Um, so the chat slows down, and I see the little dots, you know, bouncing. And the guy just writes back, no pickles, please. And uh, I just think people are weird. <laughs> I grew up in the Southwest as well, uh, and I'm tired of people assuming that I don't season my food. I keep inviting my new friends over for dinner, and they show up with their own little tiny salt and pepper. I think that's pretty fucked up. <laughs> I actually grew up in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, nobody has cheered for that since January 6th. That guy left. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, and what that means is that I have a Fox News dad. My dad, uh, last time I went to back his truck into the driveway, uh, as I turned the key, to his stereos came uh, on and Tucker Carlson's voice just came blasting through the speakers at me, screaming about how abortions cause COVID. This really escalated in the two seconds that you stepped outside. <laughs> Um, and so my dad, he says crazy things. He's done it my whole life, and I actually do love that about him. Uh, and, like, we would go on vacation every summer to Southern California, and I always helped my dad pack up the truck before we would head back. And one year I looked at him, and I said, I love it here. The beach, the sound of the ocean, I don't want to go home. And my dad's 6'7", like 3, 350, got a fat cigar hanging out of his mouth, and he's looking down at me just expressionless. And he replies, stay then. You can sell your body to survive. Yeah. <laughs> so now I sell feet pics, and I've been giving OnlyFans a try. Wait. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. No, I've been giving comedy a try. I fucked that up because I'm high. My boyfriend's like, that's not, that's not the punchline of that joke. <laughs> uh, I don't actually sell feet pics or do OnlyFans. Um, if Dakota were here, he would be like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> But um, I like to pretend that I do when I visit my parents. I think that's fun. I'd make a lot more money if I sold feet pics, you guys. I think I'd be out here doing comedy. I'd be at home doing my feet pic only fans. Um, <laughs> when I go out with my parents, when I'm visiting, like we'll be in the grocery store in line to get coffee, and I have the Shopify app on my phone. And when you get an order with Shopify, uh, your phone goes cha-ching. And so when I'm with my family, I've just started yelling, only fans. Um, <laughs> And that's fun. My dad likes it. Yeah. 
My dad is actually a really great sport. He's a general contractor. And, um, you know, we have a family construction business. And growing up with that just kind of felt like spending every day in seventh grade earth science. There's just a lot of talk about cracks and holes all the time. <laughs> it was to the point where uh, I actually knew every wor word in Spanish, curse word in Spanish by the time I turned nine. It was, a, it was a little like ride along Duolingo. I would hang out on a paver for an hour with a dirty guy whose name definitely wasn't John teaching me to say fuck your mother in Spanish. It's, yeah, it's chingati madre. Thank you, Spencer. It really is. You can use that on the bus on your walk later. Um, <laughs> my dad really believed in teaching me the value of hard work. And I respect that, but it got a little out of control. It got to the point where when he would get hired help from the local Home Depot, he would put me to work in the yard with them. Uh, and I could defend my dad and be like, it was a different time. It wasn't that long ago. And the sex offender registry was definitely common knowledge. So I like to think he's just really confident in my Spanish. Yeah. It backfired on him, though, because as an adult, I attract problematic men, both hygienically and emotionally, like moths to a dumpster fire. Very tragic. <laughs> there are a few things about the Southwest that are cool, though, um, that I appreciate. Like, I have a deep love for Mother Nature. I love the outdoors. Do you guys enjoy the outdoors? Yeah. I love Mother Nature so much, I would say, Mother Nature reminds me a lot of my own mom. Unbelievably beautiful, but wildly unstable. <laughs> One minute she's gorgeous and glowing, the next all my things are on fire. <laughs> yeah, I also, uh, I really love a good reverse cowgirl. You guys? Not the sex position. I really like trans cowboys. Gets me hot. I love saying that one to a quiet room feels really good. <laughs> um, yeah, I, uh, there are a few th differences, too, like, that I stick out to me tremendously, having moved here from Arizona, like dating sites. We all talk about hating dating sites, right? But it's so much worse in Arizona, I, I think. So, like, 85% of men in Arizona on da dating sites, their profile picture, it's just them with a fish. Yeah. Sometimes it's just the fish, you guys, and that's not even a joke. That's just true. And I got to thinking about this. Like, if all I have to judge a, a man off of is a picture of him with a fish, you might as well send me a dick pic, right? What, like, what's the actual dick? What are we doing here? And then I was like, what if when guys took pictures of their dicks, they took the picture like it was a freshly caught fish? So much better, right? Like, hold it up with the smile put on a good hat, just like present it a little bit. A little effort goes a long way with the ladies. Uh, all right, that's what I'm gonna leave you guys with. Thank you. Give it up for Pam. <laughs> Ending on a dick joke like a professional, Emily Rudolph, everyone. Hooray. <coughs> Yay. Your next comedian's all the way from Seattle. Uh, still haven't learned his last name, but put your hands together, everybody, for Jack. Yay. Hello. Okay. Name is uh, Slattery. If Slattery doesn't matter. Anyway, uh, 
Some people say they have resting bitch face or maybe like resting psycho face. I should be so lucky. When I smile, I have active shooter face. My hair is thinning. Uh, I say thinning, not balding, because it's not really leaving my body. It's just sort of trickling down the back of my neck, going on to the recesses on my back. It's on a great migration right now. It's uh, going into retirement. Turns out my ass is the Florida of my body. It's just all gray hair and swampy down there, full of drugs. I've gotten rid of the invasive species of crab, but, you know, <clears throat> things are looking up. I love that half the audience, they can't actually see their face. <laughs> just go, I'm going by the eyebrows if you're enjoying this or not. And it's just glasses, mask, it's just like, I don't know, it's a wall of... Uh, yeah, go, let's do thumbs up. <laughs> Those are good. Sweet. Okay. Uh, I... Where do we want to go? I, I have, I've had an upset stomach like my entire life, and it's a real problem. Uh, I've, I've got it pretty dialed in now. I know mostly the things I can eat and things I can't eat, but it's still causing problems. Like sometimes I'll go two or three days without uh, going number two, and that's uh, an issue. I feel bloated. I feel slow. I feel stupid. And we have an expression for that, you know, it's called you're full of shit. Like, it, it means something. Like, it means your brain's not working. It means you need to go take a poop and then do figure out a life problem. And when I can lose, like, five pounds really quickly, I I feel on top of the world. I feel amazing. I feel like I could punch a redwood in half. I feel like I could chop a mountain down. Like, I just feel, I get the zoomies. That's That's how good it feels. And and I want that for everybody, you know? I, I want everyone to feel that good all the time. So I've stopped saying goodbye when I leave a social situation. And now what I say when I'm leaving somewhere is like, all right, I'm going to get out of here. Uh, I hope you all have a great shit. Because that's somebody that cares about you. That's some, like, goodbye. That's so boilerplate. That doesn't mean anything, but I hope you have a good shit. Like, that means that person wants your day to be as good as it can be. Like, that, they want your mind, body, and soul aligned, you know? Like, if somebody is telling you that they had a good poop that day, and you're like, ew, that's gross. I don't want to know. Like, just know that, like, you are shutting down an opportunity for deepening a friendship and love because that is, like, the basis of sharing and caring. If someone is trying to bring you into their bathroom talk, that means they really like you. I think that we can all do better, and I hope that we all do do better. <laughs> all right, I'm going to get out of here. I hope you all have a great shit. Yay! Do, do, do together. Yay, Jack from Seattle. Uh, your next comedian, super funny guy. It's his third set today. Wow. Put your hands together for Dash Renault. Do, doing better up here. Nice. Enjoying that. We've got a lot of good visitors up in here today. This is great. Well, can we hear it for Pam Benjamin bringing us all together here at this amazing festival? You folks at home can't see this, but there have been thousands of people here in the mission today for the Mutiny Comedy Crawl. You are so excited. You better have your tickets and plane tickets. I mean, hotels are going to sell out if you're trying to come here in October for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. So get your shit in order. 
is what I'm saying. It was was that mean? Was it? Did I go overboard? Did I no no? It's amazing. We're having an amazing festival. It's fun. Uh, how many of us tried to be the p teacher's pet as a kid? Were you all told to be the teacher's pet? Yeah, Ed Rubin, of course. No one else. It's weird because everyone's like, yeah, you got to be the teacher's pet, but folks, teachers are not supposed to pet. <laughs> you should not be petting. Uh, a lot of you probably know me from YouTube. I doubt you've seen any of my videos on YouTube, but if you work at YouTube, we, we probably know each other. <laughs> right, Ed? The only real comedy audience members here are here from Ed Rubin, so I'm going to tell my tech jokes. If that's, uh, I think that's going to fly. I do work in tech. I work, I work at Alphabet with Ed. I'm a, I'm a copyright attorney at Google. And I know you're probably like, ooh, attorney at Google, that sounds cushy. I think of it as more of a sativa myself. But yeah, I am an attorney, but technically I'm, I'm actually a form of PM. Specifically, I'm a 1 PM to 4 PM. It's keeping it real insular here, buddy. If you work in tech, you got that one. No, I, uh, it's weird. They, they, they pay us way too much money in tech. Um, though they do this weird thing where they're obsessed about talking about everyone's level all the time. The strange thing, you go and you hang out at the cafeteria and Google, everyone's just like, oh, hey, what level are you? What level are you trying to get this time around? What, what was that again? Someone so is the same level as you are. I think they were going for those. Like, excuse me, folks. I am not comfortable with anyone asking me my level unless you are my dungeon master, right? Even then, it's written right there on my character sheet. Like, <laughs> chill out, dude. And it's not only that. I heard an executive the other day begin a story saying, Oh, yeah, back when I was a level three. Back when you were a level three. Let me stop you right there, Sundar. Okay? <laughs> Is there no better contextual clue you can come up with to start your story? Poor David over here is still a level three, and he is like six months away from retirement. <laughs> Dude is going to end his career at a level three, and here you're talking about back when I was a level three, like it's some adolescent rite of passage, right? Imagine how that makes David feel. I mean, no offense, David, but right? Like, anyway, I, <laughs> I, they did, uh, they do overpay us, as I was saying, uh, and it's hard to justify how much they pay the people in tech. The only way you can really wrap your head around it is if you consider that they're paying us to safeguard all these crazy secrets, right? Because you can't let all these cool secrets get out and let everyone know what they're doing. But the smart way to do that, I've realized, is to just never learn those secrets in the first place. Because you can hear me, I'm a blabbermouth. I'm just talking shit on the internet right now to anybody. Like, I, they can't afford to tell me anything. So, so I just avoid ever learning this stuff in the first place. I learn everything I know about what Google's doing through social media. I'm the last person in my friend circle who knows what the fuck we're even up to over there. Uh, I actually learned from Instagram that Google has a dating policy. I'm not making this up. You, some of you might remember this. A while back... On Instagram, there was a snippet in my stories. There was a snippet of a New York Times article. And I was like, oh, yeah, Facebook and Google have dating policies. Google's policy is you can ask out a colleague once. I'm busy means no. And I was like, shit, man, I've got a lot of respect for that. Because clearly it means that there was a meeting at some point where a bunch of executives got around a table and they were like, all right, where can we put this policy so that Dash will see it? <laughs> just, we'll just email it out. It's, I said where he will see it. It's like, okay, let's think about outside the box on this one. What if we put it in a New York Times article? I like where your head's at, 
but he's not going to read anything past the paywall. <laughs> okay, okay, I got it, I got it. What if we put the entire dating policy in the excerpt of a New York Times article that got captured in an Instagram story? Send it. <laughs> you know exactly how to get in front of Dashwell. Uh, I, I have a funny closer on that. Is it, is it okay if I do one more joke? Sorry, if I do one more joke for you all folks. Oh, you guys are so fucking cool. What, a, what a fun are we having on a Saturday here in the mission? So um, it is cool that they have a dating policy, though, because I, 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 I found out recently in another New York Times article that women in my role at Alphabet get paid more than men in the same role. Pretty interesting. Not sure I needed to know that in the news. But I guess it does justify us trying to date our colleagues. <laughs> Can you just imagine me, like, out at a date with one of my colleagues being like, oh, yeah, so uh, I covered the Uber over here. I guess dinner's on you, right? And, uh, geez, I was uh, thinking about ordering a bottle of wine. Uh, what was your level again? <laughs> Oh, thank you for letting me finish that joke. You guys are fucking awesome. Let's hear it for our wonderful host, Miss Pam Benjamin. Thank you so much. I've been Dash Renault. Dash Renault, everyone. Yay. All right. Your next comedian. Waddling up to the stage there. What's, are you okay? Uh, clap your hands together for Spencer Devine. We're so lucky. Ah. Oh my God, how much were the tickets to this? One million dollars? Wow, I'm so jealous of those ladies in the front row. Ah, they're right in the, they're right there. Ah, this is crazy. Uh, calm down, everybody. Uh, just for you, Orange Hitty, I'm gonna try and do some material that I haven't d done already. So you can keep hearing new stuff everything's getting canceled okay all the stuff that we loved at one point you know it's just like it's not cool anymore or we found out that someone did something terrible and we are, we're not allowed to love them anymore uh everything's getting canceled. the musical grease uh the musical grease is uh, the, you everyone used to love it and now we're all like uh, it's getting canceled because we're like ooh. Slightly sexual uh, topics and uh, behavior. Yeah, it's a musical about teenagers. <laughs> yeah, what did you think it was gonna like? You let teenagers sing about whatever they want. Yeah, it's gonna be dirty. If if they made that musical today, uh, it would have been like uh, "Born to Finger Bang Baby," "Born to Finger Bang Baby." I'm so sorry. Uh, we know about the musical Grease. You know, it's not that problematic. Kaniki was a monster. We all know Kaniki was a monster. The thing in Some Eleven's like, we were kissing. Gave her a mint. If you wear gloves, you won't leave no prints. Da da da. No, Kaniki. Why? Why did you bring that up, Kaniki? Everyone was having a good time. Oh no. But you know what was even worse than the musical Grease? Like, great musical Grease is getting canceled. You know what should get canceled? Fucking ancient Grease. Uh, we ain't been taught. They've just been resting on their olive branches for a couple centuries, and no one's been thinking about them. They were the fathers. They were like, we love ancient Greece. They were the fathers of invention, science, 
medicine. They loved learning. You know what they loved even more than learning? Young boys. <laughs> they loved them so much. Ancient Greece invented the word for a much older man loving a much younger boy. It's called pedantry, uh, which I know sounds like a Pokemon, uh, but I promise it just evolves into a pedophile. <laughs> nothing, nothing interesting. Just let it stew. It buys a van. Uh, the whole of ancient Greece, essentially, they would there would be these older men, uh, and they would offer education to these younger, uh, uh, un, they were poor young boys. Uh, and I don't know if you know what that means, but it means uh, no matter how good you do in school, uh, they would always give you a D, you know? <laughs> the, the whole of ancient Greece was Chris Hansen's To Catch a Philosopher. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, what do you got there, Socrates? Nothing. Let me look in there. Oh, then what's this fermented fig juice for? That's not mine. We're just going to translate some scrolls. Ancient Greece was terrible because at any time you could just be killed by a mountain lion. And I don't mean like a classic mountain lion like we think of them. Well, I mean a lion. That just lived in the mountains. A regular-ass lion just for the view. Shits and giggles. And they would come down every now and again and fucking murder somebody. Uh, yes, in the musical Grease, they do call Grease Lightning a pussy wagon. And that is controversial, crass language. But you know what a pussy wagon was in ancient Greece? It was a wagon they carried around to pick up your body after you were murdered by a lion that came from the mountains. Thank you. Uh, they, they were the, the ancient Greeks invented medicine. Let me drop a couple of history facts on you. There was a scientist slash doctor named Syphilis. No joke. Hadn't been invented yet. Just lucky. And he was like, ooh, I'm feeling a little bit bloated today. So he decided he would bury himself up to his neck in horse shit. And he would dry himself out. And he did. He was less bloated. It drew the moisture out of his body. But he was so weak that he couldn't dig himself out. And he died buried in horse shit. And I'll tell you, Kaiser will not cover that. I checked. They will not. Uh, essentially, syphilis was hopelessly devoted to poo. Thank you. That's another Grease the Musical joke. You like it. You love it. I've been Spencer Devine. Have a great one. Spencer Devine, everyone. We've got a few comedians left. Don't get comedy pneumonia just yet. It's Raphael Wolfgang. Hey, what up, everybody? Keep it going for your host, everybody. Yeah, hell yeah. Thank you guys for coming out here tonight. We've got a good crowd here tonight. It's awesome. Thank you guys for coming out. we got some new faces in here. It's always nice. Uh, so uh, I was talking to a buddy of mine the other day, and uh, he's really rich. You know what I mean? He's, he's got a lot of money, but he's, he's like trust fund rich, right? So he's also a piece of shit, right? Because he didn't actually earn his fucking money. He's one of those guys. Like, there's some rich people who are too dumb not to spend their money on dumb shit, right? He was he was telling me this. Uh, he was telling me about the subscription he pays for for this audio porn website. Have you guys ever have you guys ever heard of audio porn? I had no clue what it was. I, it's it's like normal porn but without the video. 
just the audio, right? He pays a subscription for this shit. I'm just close your eyes. What the fuck are you doing? Just close your fucking eyes. Why are you paying for this? He goes, no, 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 you don't get it. It's produced to be audio porn, right? And and it's great because there's no video and you don't need the video because you can just let your imagination take over. He he said it like that. He said it like an asshole like that. So you can let your imagination take over. So I tried it. I tried it. I went and tried some audio porn and all I could imagine was just a fully clothed voice actor in a recording studio, you know, faking an orgasm, right, to fucking make end meet. She's just grinding, just trying to make money. You know, she wasn't hot enough for normal porn. Now she's doing this. Got a fucking kid in the recording studio. Just like, it's, it's for the kids. It's for the kids. Oh! Oh! <laughs> oh! <laughs> producer comes on the mic he's like hey can we get a little can we get a little more energy on the fuck me daddy part uh and uh, also uh, i don't know how to say this but you know we, we need you to really uh we want the listener to really believe you're given a blowjob you know can we get a little bit more realistic blowjob noises out of you let's do another take he goes okay okay oh cut god damn it Look, I, I don't know how else to say this, but if you don't get your shit together, I'm sticking a dildo in your mouth, okay? Seriously, we're getting some realistic audio out of you somewhere. I don't care what it takes. I'm just sitting there like, why didn't they edit any of this audio out? This is really weird. This is really fucked up. These guys need to hire a better, better editor. <laughs> anyway, so uh, I came. <laughs> I did. I finished. I don't know if you – some of you guys aren't – some of you – you know, we got some women in here. We can always come. <laughs> some of you guys don't know that we can always we can make it work we can always make it work but it wasn't great <laughs> but anyway i'm getting fucking off topic here the other bullshit thing about it was you know I, I live in an apartment complex right so after i finished i was like that was awful that was a very shameful fap and i went to turn the audio off right and i turned it off and it didn't turn off and i was like wait what's going on and i realized wait a minute i can hear my neighbors fucking right now why the fuck did i why on earth did i pay for this shit when i could like why, any, why on earth would anyone want to listen to just a fully clothed voice actor in a recording studio faking an orgasm when you could listen to a real woman in her bedroom genuinely faking an orgasm, right, to keep her marriage together? You know, it's, it's the same thing. You know, it's for the kids. It's for the... Oh! Oh! <laughs> He's like, hey, can we get a little bit more energy on the... <laughs> all right, all right. Anyway, uh, you guys are you guys are a lovely group here. Uh, give it up for these guys for coming out and supporting us. That's really cool. Yeah, cool, cool. Yeah. Uh, how do you guys uh, know each other? Again? You guys are a family, uh, cousins, or what? Or how are you guys related? You guys are all cousins. Oh, very, very cool. You guys are all from New York. You're f you're from here. Oh, you guys came all the way out here at, uh, to see him and uh, come and watching comedy. Oh, that's cool. What do you guys think of uh, S San Francisco? <laughs> what do you think about uh, this part of San Francisco? <laughs> yeah, it's like it uh, reminds you a little bit of New York in the '80s, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Back in, that's a you had a, that's a joke. You, you you would get it if you were alive in the '80s. Um, anyway, <laughs> I was born in '97. Uh, you guys have been great. Give it up for your host, everybody, Pat Benjamin. Woo! Keep your hands clapping for Robbie Wolfgang. All right, your next comedian. We got two left. Don't get comedy pneumonia just yet. Hey, everybody, it's Emma Brennan. Yay. Yay. 
Raphael, you're disgusting. You're a disgusting human being. <laughs> that was very fun. It is really nice to be here, to be a part of the comedy crawl, to be a future part of the comedy festival, to be alive at this point in time in history and in the summertime. It's now the summer. Isn't that so lovely? You guys doing anything fun over the summer? You guys are already doing This is your summer travels, isn't it? This is your thing for the whole summer. This is like we're going out, we're traveling. I really like traveling. It's fun. I like going to new cities. You always learn something new whenever you travel. Like, for example, I was sitting in a bar in Europe, and I was just listening to a conversation at the table next to me, and these people, they were talking, and they were like, oh, my God, Kiwis, they're so lazy. I was like, well, I mean, they're not the most flavorful fruit, but I feel like they're trying their best. I don't know. I don't know much. Uh one of the cool travel things I've done in the past year since, like, pandemic's been all over is I went to Amsterdam. Has anyone ever been? You've been to Amsterdam? Would you agree with this? Doesn't Amsterdam feel like it was a city made by children? It feels like they got a big group of kids together, and they were like, all right, kids, we're going to build a city. What do we have? And one kid was like, boats. And they were like, Timmy, this is a city. And he was like, boats. And they were like, okay, well, we asked you. So they put the boats everywhere. They built canals. I was walking through the streets of Amsterdam. There was a pirate ship in the canals. Feasibly, it could not have been driven there. They must have built it. Timmy built the pirate ship in the canals. And they're like, okay, well, we have boats. What else do we need? And the kids were like, well, obviously drugs. We need drugs. And so they did it. They put weed shops and mushroom shops all over the city. And they're like, well, what else? Obviously, if we have drugs, we're going to need snacks. And that's what they, the best snacks are in Amsterdam. I had fried avocado. Oh, my gosh. I loved Amsterdam food. And they're like, well, this is shaping up to be a really nice city. What else? What else do we need? And there was one older kid. He was standing in the corner, and he was like, well, how about some sex? And then the red light district was born. Uh, I really love kids. I always like hear the craziest thing. I, I, who's laughing? I love children. I work with kids. Surprised I am. I really like kids because they say the craziest things. I teach a ceramics class, and in one of the classes, I listen to two children debating the morality of assisted suicide. Fascinating conversation. The first nine-year-old posed the question. They were like, well, if we put dogs down when they're sick, how come we don't put people down? I was like, fascinating. But then a second kid rebuttaled, and they were like, well, you know, they, they wouldn't like that very much. That's fair. That's very empathetic empathetic of the second child. But then the first kid kind of came back, and they were like, well, you know, what if, what if the people want to die? These kids are crazy. This is crazy. And the second kid conceded. He was like, well, I guess that'd be okay. They did it. They solved a giant moral issue in my ceramics class. I was so proud of them. I was so very proud. I have a lot of weird jobs. This is, I guess, one of them. Hello. My other job is I'm a production assistant. Do you guys know what that means? Great. Great. I don't either. I have no idea. I've come to gather that my job is just she does everything that no one else wants to do. And I'm very good at it. So they keep giving me new things to do that I am completely unqualified to be doing. And that is so unfair. Because I don't, I don't know about you, ma'am. 
I have never once seen a toilet with a really good flush. I've been like, whoa. Do you have any experience with doing the dishes? Would you like to give it a try? Don't overwork your toilets, nor your employees. We don't deserve it. We don't deserve anything. What else do I want to end on? I have a weird relationship with my mom. She's crazy. She's a vegan mom hippie. If you guys don't know what that means, it's the worst type of hippie. The veganism doesn't just apply to herself. It becomes the whole household's problem. We're not allowed to use pest control. So we do have a severe ant infestation, which is a big problem for me because I have the type of anxiety where I'll pick at my skin feeling like bugs are crawling on me. That's just, that's just one of those things that me and meth heads have in common. But my mom, she was really great when I was like a little kid because I've had this anxiety for my entire life. And she really helped me find ways in managing it. Like she didn't believe in therapy, but she did smoke cigarettes indoors. Found that nicotine's really good for keeping the edge off. My favorite thing to do, my favorite thing to do in visiting my mom because we have a weird relationship is I will just tell her way too much information about me. It's very fun. And so she knows... She knows a lot about me, and so the last time that I was visiting her, she started recommending me sex toys. That's not something a mom's supposed to do. And she was very adamant about it. She was like, Emma, you need to get a vibrator. Now I can never own a vibrator. What am I going to do? What if it works? I'm just going to be there like, oh, fuck. I need to call my mom. Okay, guys, I've been Emma. Thank you very much. Emma Brennan, everyone. Can you handle one more or are you tired? People from, people from New York, did you just fly in today? Did you, did you fly in today? You've been here? Can you handle one more? Okay, they can handle one more. Okay. Um, well, did Lee leave? Oh. 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 Okay. Um. Well. I mean, I just don't. I. I mean, I can tell these two jokes, but everyone else knows all my jokes. Um. Um. I don't know. They were. No, I don't even know if I want to do. I don't I won't hold you hostage, dude. I don't know if I'm gonna say anything new and I'm not gonna like I wanna run something, but there's just there's no point. It's not like I'm ever gonna have a real show in front of you. No, you guys are great doing it in front of you. This is a real show. I'm gonna try to impress you. I'm a little bit mad at your generation because no one said a fucking word about menopause. It sucks. No one gave me the memo. No one said a word. Nothing. Secrets? Why? Why the secrets? Not cool. Just saying. The patriarchy's real. But it makes sense. Menopause. Men no longer pause on me. So that makes sense. I don't know how it was for you, but I'm so wet in all the wrong places. I didn't know that eyelids had sweat glands. Jesus. 
I'm so wet at night, I can slick my body like a wet seal and flick my cats instead of using a spray gun. I know. The thing is, I'm like, oh, finally one person that would understand menopause jokes, but it just turned, everyone else is like, oh, girl, what are they talking about? The, how about the newest thing? Did you have children? Okay, I've never had kids. Here's something. Hey, why don't we all learn something about menopause? I'm going to be really bitter right now because that's just what I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I'm angry at menopause. It sucks. But this is one thing that's good. It's too bad that I'm turning into a wrinkled old prune and my heart is dried and sad and cold and ugly because I never had kids and no one will ever love me. But one of the things when you don't have kids and you go through menopause, your vagina gets tighter. I'm not kidding. You guys think I'm like, and it's not a good thing. No, because now you can't even, no, you can't even hook up with random guys. No, you can't. It's too tight. Like, you can't even sing. Anyways, menopause. No one even. How about this? Everyone was quiet about all the stuff everyone else knew. But then there's a segment of the women that chose not to have kids because, I don't know, I like to drink and I'm a responsible fucking adult. I didn't want to ruin someone else's life because I just want to ruin my own. Anyways, I don't have kids. You're welcome. I had my first abortion in 1995. And you're welcome. And I have one regret about my first abortion, and that's that I didn't have the kid. Because right now I could be banging all of his friends. I don't know if you want to do the math on that. Oh, he's ta he's not my type. I like I not I, he's not my type. All right, I like him. Tall and skinny. I like soccer players. I like. I like 27-year-olds so much I started watching Premier League soccer. Finally, I get to watch hot 27-year-old men actually make goals. They don't do that here. It's so surprising. It's awful. I don't know. I don't know who you raised. Did you do a good job? Did you do a good job? Are they boys or girls? They're, you have one of each? And they're both, and the boy is, the boy, and the boy's okay? He calls you? Okay, all right, all right. Just checking. Because I don't know, everyone else. Anyways, it, it must just be me. That's the thing. I keep blaming everyone else. It's not them, it's me. Um, yeah, no, you, you, got, you caught me on a bad day. I'm not, it's actually, you didn't. I'm never funny, so it's okay. <laughs> don't worry about it. All right. Ugh, God. I hate myself. Uh, let's all go home and kill ourselves. No, let's not end on that. Let's. No, I know. I shouldn't say things. I shouldn't be hyperbolic about stuff like that, but I don't know. You know, I was classically trained in piano for 13 years. I was a ballerina for 23. I have two master's degrees. This is what a dream deferred looks like. No, seriously. Seriously, once you become, well, you're old. You know how it is to be a fail. Sorry, you haven't failed. You have a life and a job and a family and real stuff, but for the rest of us. Or no, it's just me. It's fine. Everyone else is happy. Um. Okay, well... Gosh, I hope that you guys have a good trip. I, I mean, it's amazing that you, uh, you know, here, how about this? I'll close on this. You can't sell hair dye to people with self-esteem. So give it up for these two because, no, seriously, right? You're like just being real people. All right, thanks, comics, for being supportive. John, as always, you guy who came to all five shows, you're amazing. And um, Yeah, come out for the, it's not until October. You know, six things a week. And yeah, 
next time you come back. Thanks, Ed, for bringing your family. see a podcast are ye on a raft without a patter well gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny radio.fm from there you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures they've got live comedy to small business advice LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> Patrick Namaste. Every Monday at 6 p.m., it's Joke Workshop, streaming live on mutinyradio.fm. Lift the veil from your third eye on joke creation and what it takes to be a stand-up comic in the five shakasanas of San Francisco's comedy scene. This all-ages open mic invites comedy. Oh, pre-sign by Venmoing 2 to $5 at Mutiny Radio. Join us live for a small and special audience at the Mutiny Radio studio and gallery performance space, 2781 21st Street at Florida Street in the deep, deep, deep mission. Every Monday at 6 p.m. Does my ponytail look cool? Thank you. Namaste. Tuesday used to be the most unlikely night for fun. But every week at 6 p.m., come to OMG's Tuesday Open Mic. And see comics work out new material for free. For free. They get your Tuesday night party on with two-for-one well drink specials during the 6 to 8 p.m. show. Check out Eventbrite to reserve your free seat every Tuesday, 6 p.m. At OMG on Savory 6th Street. Savory 6th Street. Show up to go up. Hey, kids. It's your pal, Spiderman. <laughs> Sorry, Spiderman. Mortimer Spiderman. When I'm not swinging through the senior facility, best in Mysterio at Boggle, or getting beautifully plowed by the Rhino, I'm headed down to Mutiny Radio at the corner of 21st and Florida. They got some schlemiels doing the laugh laugh. But hey, don't be a schmuck and donate 2 to $5 on... Hold, hold on, what is this? Let me get my glasses. The print's too small. Hold on. Venmo? That's not real. What is that, Swedish? You knew that, right? This is in San Francisco. I'll drown in on. It's nap time. 
The year is 2023. Oh, I wish that laughter had value and the unexpected laugh was priceless. Worry not. True entertainment has brought us a savior in whosthatlive.com. Oh, finally, an escape from the apocalyptic nightmare I live in. You can go to whosthatlive.com and buy comedy tickets. And you're in a raffle, I guess. True, 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 true. production. First Sundays of every month, join your friends from Mutiny Radio at Hotel Utah on 4th and Bryant. 5 p.m. first Sundays for free comedy. Is San Francisco getting you down? Is everything too expensive? Not first Sundays of the month at Hotel Utah for free comedy with Mutiny Radio. Incredible lineups every month with the best comedians from around the Bay. Join your friends trying to keep things affordable for free comedy first Sundays of the month. Hotel Utah, 4th Street. Weekly comedy at the best neighborhood bar in the city. Join your friends from Mutiny Radio every Thursday at 8 p.m. at the Bar on Dolores at 29th and Dolores. Starting after any very important sports game that might happen to be on, you're guaranteed a night of laughter for free. And when paired with the drink specials and the nicest bartender in San Francisco, it'll become a Thursday ritual. Show up to go out for comics, and please, reserve your free tickets on Eventbrite so we know you're coming to laugh. There is... <laughs> happy, happy hour the, is when the comedy is the cheapest. Happy hour, the most free two hours of hour-long comedy on the radio and internet streaming live at 278 21st Street. Come down. Be in the audience. Dog friendly. Dog friendly. We are. Mutiny Radio is absolutely dog friendly. Ooh, a dog party. Ain't no party like a dog party. <laughs> dog party at Mutiny Radio. Every Friday, dog party at Mutiny Radio. Happy hour. 278 <laughs> 21st Street. Happy hour. Mutiny Radio. Dot FM. Here in Dot SF. Calling all crusties, punks, and poses. Pick your posteriors up off the pavement. Pack up your pins and patches and prepare to party. The Pacific Northwest Vest Fest returns this Saturday only at the SeaTac Expo Center. Whether you're a leather lover or just a denim demon, if you're looking to dress to impress for less, do not stress. You'll find all the best in pre-distressed vest right here at the Pacific Northwest Vest Fest. With over 40 vendors selling countless crossover styles, you'll find the perfect thing for your scene. Metal, thrash, Walmart, high-vis, and everything in between. All in one place. One day only. Unless it's a jacket. If you need a jacket, take your square ass somewhere else. Never pay for fabric you don't need. Ditch the sleeves, but save the rest for the Pacific Northwest Fest Fest this Saturday only at SeaTac. Bring a can of PBR, get it half price. Daddy, Daddy, what are we going to do today? At 2 p.m. on a Saturday afternoon? Oh, over there at the parklet in front of Atlas Cafe for Titans of Comedy. That, that's Titans of Comedy. Apparently, they've got great sandwiches, cafe drinks, and even some of my favorite beverages, like beer, wine, and sangria. All the things I drink to forget your mother. My new Uncle Blake says you smell like a brewery. 
What did I say about interrupting me? Anywho, right here on 20th and Alabama in the Deep Mission, paired with tasty comedy from Bay Area's favorite comics. Every Saturday, or at least the two Saturdays a month that the court mandates I have to see you. It's sunshine, and even in the drizzle, but not too much. And Daddy, remember after soccer practice when it was raining and you didn't come? I really don't. Anywho. You take it west of Razor's... Reservations on Eventbrite. Fucking public schools. In a tri-level, dual world of stand-up comedy, laughter has value, and the unexpected laugh is priceless. Whoisthatlive.com. Comedy local shows on sale now. Everyone that purchases a ticket will automatically be entered into a true drawing. Who wants to focus on the genre of stand-up comedy and those that... Who's that? Go to whoisthatlive.com for upcoming shows. Join us on a journey into the absurd. Radio Havana, 7.30, come to OMG on Savory 6th Street for DGIF. Thank gods, it's funny. Every third Friday at OMG, check us out. Free shows, great drink specials, hilarious comics. Every Friday, San Francisco, gouging ya. Here we go, free comedy with Mutiny Radio. You know you love us. Third Fridays of every month, OMG, 6th Street. Come on out with your friends on Mutiny Radio, G-G-I-F at O-M-G.
crazy. And I, I don't believe in any of that stuff, but I, like, I just want to do it. Because, like, I've done weird wow. shows. I've just for them or, like, for that would be the venue? And then the it's venue on and, for them, and for them, too. <laughs> I would. Yeah, I would. I don't care. Because, like I said, I've done weird shows. I've done weddings, funerals. Apartments. It was weird because like I don't like. I don't How know. do they find you? First of yeah, all, like, like, friend of a friend so of a friend. <laughs> and it was weird. You, you, like, you, you know when you're at the water fountain and the bitch is taking so long. I am I right? Am I right? Am I? Right. I don't know These what thirteen-year-old right. humor is. You know, so. you're like, how do you connect with the? You can't make thirteen-year-old Jewish. You can't like, be like, hey, you guys. I have some stereotypes to, to I, I, reflect. I, I, okay, because I did some research. I was like, oh, there's Latino Jews and Native American <gasps> Jews, so yeah. I had to go with oh, that. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Okay, no, yeah. I, I like that. Like, the joke was like, oh, you see, like, there's a temple, La Amigo La Israel. I was like, what? I, you know, I'm playing dumb. I was like, what do, what do Jewish people wear? Oh, yarmulkes. What do they wear? Little sombrero hats or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> and, see, and they were like, it killed, it sombrero. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, so it would be at a church of Satan, and then and then what else? Mixed crowd. It'd be a mixed crowd. Mixed I don't crowd. care. Some Young, old. Satanists and atheists. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah. Like Dress up, be weird, you know, because, like, my one of my favorite comic is Sam Kinison. Oh, oh my God, like, yeah. weird. Wild thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> rest, rest in peace. Yeah. I, I don't care. I just love the stage. It doesn't matter, but I just want people to come. Now I'm older. I want people to come to me. Yeah. Oh, just remember me. Whatever I want yeah, you to forget. Like, I love like, that. Because when I was a little boy, my mom used to take me to the punchline. I saw I saw Gabriel Iglesias. I saw John Leguizamo. Right. But even back then, I was like, I don't care. You know, you get paid to come. Whatever, just trying to get to that venue. It doesn't matter. And, and has this happened to you guys? People recognize you like. Oh my God! I, I saw you over there, <laughs> and I get scared. I'm like, "Where? Where did you see me?" You're Where? like, "I didn't do it." <laughs> that, that has happened to me. Like, you think they're like, "No, this had, that happened." Identifying to me. a suspect. No, that happened to me before. This guy came up to me. It's I, him, officer. <laughs> no, it's, this is weird. I I robbed this guy long. I love that was long. statute of limitations yeah, it is. run out. Oh my! It, it is. You got you got recognized yeah. by a victim. But Amazing. He was at the show. He was at the show. <gasps> the He's fuck? like, that's the dude that robbed me. Yeah. It was, yeah. Did you see him in the show? Or did I didn't you recognize not? him. I was yeah, like, okay. did I really rob you? Like, I, I, was like, you I robbed so many people. Okay. You think I remember your ass? Yeah, basically. He's like, you stole my iPod. I was like, what color was it? What, what, what was it, a 20 gig? When he was like, it was this and that. And it had this playlist. And I was like, I remember his Yeah, playlist. I remember your you loser remember ass playlist. playlist. Like, I remember you your dumb ass, ass tunes on that. No, I think it would be funny to out him and be like, yeah, I got your fucking, now that's what I call music volume 27, <laughs> you fucking loser. And that's why I robbed you. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So did you give him it back to him? No, you know it was so funny. Did you pay we, it we back? Gave, I gave him a hug, and we get we, no, we became like good fucking friends. What? Yeah, he that's healing. That's, that's a healing great meet power of comedy right yeah. there. That's How'd you guys awesome. meet? Funny story. I robbed him. <laughs> Seven years later, right after the statute but, of limitations But I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. When I was robbing the guy, I had my high school Letterman jacket on. He's like, I'm going to look you up in your With a name tag and <laughs> your, last your, last name. Na- your very specific, like, yeah. first and last wow. name on it. Wait, like, where'd you go to school? I'm not going to say what school I went to. Uh, <laughs> you're like, I'm not falling for that trap again. <laughs> Never again. Did I go to school? <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. So any venue, doesn't matter. Big, That's small. So Just I want people to come. People that you've robbed even can come the show yeah. i think it would be great to do just a show entirely of your former victims and maybe future victims as well 
<laughs> Future victim. And nobody knows who's who. And it's a fun guessing game. You know what's so funny? I, I, I did a, a show, and you know you have to bring your own mic because it's not COVID, right? Pull out my microphone out of my pants, and this white lady's like, he has a gun! I was like, it's just a microphone. Oh, see, my, I'm gay. My mind went somewhere else. Oh, I was like, oh, you're not that hung. Never mind, girl. Let's go. Wait, some <laughs> not a show where I'm white a lady said he has a gun. That's very white. Oh, it was. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same question, Christy. What you you got you the perfect show. You're about to like just realize it. Well, like Mr. Silva here, I too would like it to be attended by people. Oh. <laughs> she got low standards. That's the key to success right there. Yeah. Low standards. Um yeah, I would I would also like it to be eclectic, diverse audience and I really love music and karaoke. I would want to incorporate some kind of like musical um element to it not necessarily me singing but just <laughs> something like singing. yeah certainly not one of those people that's like and now for my next trick i will turn your insult into a compliment and then i'll sing <laughs> yeah okay you hit a note there I yeah it. it'll be you know, lots of stuff well yeah like s music maybe some i don't know i guess that's technically a variety show but um as long as there isn't like close-up magic <laughs> no magic. No magic. It's a variety show, but no magic. Yeah. It's nice. a limited variety show, <laughs> and I'm only allowing two things, music and comedy. Okay. So it's like Dead Rabbits, but... <laughs> no, it's not like... But you Dead get Rabbits paid. But you get paid for Dead it. Dead Rabbits is its own thing. I can't wait to go. All right. I'm getting one of those, like, USB-charged electric blankets, and I'm going to <laughs> hit the beach. And then walk into the ocean and die. Yeah. I'm I'm always thinking about not suicide, but like what's the best way to die? Yeah, hundred percent. You know, have you ever? Okay. I know it's nice. I'm telling Henry all the time. I'm like, when my time comes, when I'm totally Alzheimer'd out from dementia, we're yeah. going on a hike, beautiful overlook. Yeah. And then that's the last thing I see. That's the most push. Victorian way to kill yourself is to just slowly wade into the sea with stones in your pocket and be like, goodbye, sweet world. Waving. <laughs> giving, giving the Miss America. Many wave. a Victorian novel has ended that way. Goodbye. I can't. Drowning is my big fear, though. I almost died. Way to face. Well, that's an amazing way to face mm. your fears, though. To drown. You're right. Maybe I could die. overcome that's it. That's great. I could he, overcome it. He in died my doing what he feared. <laughs> he died conquering a fear. It wasn't a suicide yeah. as much as it was overcoming. A victory. It was a victory. A victory. I want to die fear. on stage. Wow. Okay. You well, know, I did see you last Saturday, and you kind of, <laughs> you kind of, you kind of already mission accomplished. Roasted. Sally. <laughs> That'll make one of us. <laughs> I'm sorry. Now I'm just dragging this into the mud. This humor's so blue. Am I blue? Okay. Well. Thank you guys so much for coming down to so Mutiny Radio fun. Studios here at the corner of 21st in Florida, where tomorrow at 6 p.m. to 8 p.m., you can see some of the local Bay Area comedians for free. Well, you know, it's free, but you could donate to Mutiny Radio on the Venmo, bring cash, you know, if you like the yeah, comedians. Turn that C into an SH and say, let's should donate. Because should. Because should. Should. Um, what else is going on? Pam Benjamin has a show tonight at the, what's it called, Pam? The bar? 
on Dolores, 29th and Dolores. You can get $4 IPAs there. It's basically my neighborhood. You can catch, um, <laughs> girl. Can you she always hustling for a ride. Can I'll drive. drive home That's my neighborhood. Week? As soon as you book me, I'll give you a ride. How about that? <laughs> Snippity snip. Uh, I want a guest spot. We are getting guest spots. Cancel whoever you, you have slated, Pam. We got Pam's the Oprah of guesties. We We're all getting guesties. Guesties. We get some some thirsty comedians here. Thirsty. <laughs> and now she's looking for a lighter. She wants it all, this Pam oh Benjamin. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna, we're gonna Thank you for tuning in to Funny People, including Will Brown. My guests have been Christina Bana and Quatemuk Silva. Thank you so much for joining me. We're gonna It's Christy. Christy. <laughs> I said Christina. I love how you can pronounce it's, my name, but he can't pronounce it. I know. He's like, uh, it's like fine. It. I like that. Actually, that that's justice. My bad. Let's try that, that again. Terrible. Okay. Now that we're not being recorded, boy, oh, boy, am I. No, just kidding. <laughs> You know, like, Hot Mike killed them all, of course. I killed them all. I just wanted Robert Durst myself on air. Who's Robert Durst? Um, he's the guy who, he, the jinx, he committed a lot of murders. Anyway, I'm going to leave. On a serial, <laughs> on a serial killer note, this on a serial been note. Will Brown. Christy, not Christina. Christy, yeah. I.E. Christ, I.E. Christ, I.E. And Quatemuk, the emperor of comedy. Oh, it's a submix. Thank you.
stigma. Crack the body open, homie, and guzzle it. Cause I know the weed in my system is getting lonely. I gotta take a whiz test of my PO. I know I feel cause I done smoke major weed, bro. And every time we with Chris, that fool rolling up a fatty. But the Tango race rate had me.
called drunk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't get on that one. I um segue into segue. Yeah. I'll, I'll actually I, I, reg I, I regret giving him the mic. Um. <laughs> Actually, the, the critique, your first story, I heard you say that last night at Punchline to me in private, yeah. and it was funnier yeah. in private than it was on stage, and the reason for that is you cut out you, yeah, which mad. was the, the you wanting to fuck the dude up. Yeah. And that's what I think was the funny part of that story. And then uh, the dude with the pit bull came out of nowhere. God, he's a fucking saint. No one else? Cool. Thank you. The talking bear. Yay, Greg Gettle tells perfect jokes, hooray. All right, your next comedian, uh, another funny guy. Hey, I gotta also let you guys know, there's chicken, eat the chicken, eat the chicken. Uh, and your next comedian, funny man, put your hands together, it's John Gallagher. <laughs> come on, come on. Muddy boots will wander where sneakers never will. Moving on the back roads, through the backwoods, and into the cracks of our imagination. A podcast disguised as a sound painting. Or is it a sound painting disguised as a podcast? Tune in to hear a patchwork of sound, snippet, and song. Field recordings from wherever. The random whimsical. And the rare and not so rare. Greetings and welcome home everyone to Muddy Boots. My name is Hunkering Down in Hunkering Camp, Tanali Von Washer Hands. Here to warmly present Totally High Holy Rainbow Colored Spirit Hawk of Awakened Manifestation, Part 7. An episode that features 20 years of field recordings I've made at rainbow gatherings around the world. You can find the collection online at soundsfromtherainbow.org as well as parts one through six at soundsfromtherainbow.org slash podcast. You can find books, articles, and whatnot to get a cursory understanding of what a rainbow gathering is, but of course, it's difficult to impart the experience without attending the event itself. Mostly because it's tricky to write about a phenomenon in print. However, rainbow being an oral culture, the field recording archive acts like an ethnography of sound, 
where you can get an idea, perhaps an even deeper or richer context of the event through said sound medium. At the very least, this episode will give you a sonic insight into the creative expression found in the woods. We're going to put one foot after another and head out on the rainbow trail and we'll begin with a poem that I find quite apropos in these strange times. Poem is written by Robert Lovett Smith. Special thanks and a shout out to my friend Finch for sharing the poem with me. History rises unbidden in the schoolyards, in old rhymes, whispers of the plague years, echoing across cracked asphalt, mingled with childish laughter. Ring around the rosy, the boils swelling, on the skins of ancestors who wrestled with death on beds of dirty straw, burning the slow fuse of fever. As the blood went bad, ashes, Ashes is a ghostly sneeze down 700 years, or else the ash, the dead bones blackened into some forgotten potter's field, and the quaint pocketful of posy, so charmingly poetic, now in its innocence, an herbal cure, helpless even then, against the reaper's shadow darkening a cradle song. There are some griefs, so large they graft themselves, Onto the language, lingering long after both mourned and mourner fall to dust. Oh, yeah. 
take my hand I'm gonna bless my heart temple And be the best that I can be I'm gonna shine like a shining star For all of the angels to see Yes, I love to call on them And they love to answer me Why? Because I'm a son of the Mosaic Rastafari I listen, I sing Because I'm a son of the Mosaic Empress Omega I'm a eternity Rainbow country I'm moving to the promised land Oh, you got your God You don't really got to stress, my brother Just take my hand Going to that rainbow country I'm moving to the promised land Oh, you got your fire upon them whole Vatican and then another one upon them Queen of England. I run for back down a rope, figure bun, little John and then I run up to England upon them house of Buckingham. I go across the ocean and I burn Washington and all them Bushy Bush and all Bill Clinton. I burn them Pentagon and I burn them Taliban them the boy, them the right them the boy, them wrong. I had the fire would have burn them one by one at time we run, come go burn Babylon and go to that Rainbow country, I'm moving to the promised land. Y'all got yours. You don't really got stress for brother. Just take my hand, moving to that rainbow country. I'm moving to the promised land. No, 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 no. You don't really got to stress, my sister. Just take my hand. I'm gonna bless my temple. Be the best that I can be. Son of the Mosai Empress Omega, I'm a my eternity. Because I'm a son of the Mosai Jarastafari, I listen, I see. I put the fire upon them old Vatican, and then another one upon them Queen of England. I run go back down the road, she go bon little John. I run go back to England and bon them house of Buckingham. I sail across the ocean, and I bon Washington, and all them little bushy bush, and all them Billy Clinton. I bond them Washington and I bond them Taliban Cause them the boy, them the right, them the boy, them wrong I had the fire, would have bond them one by one Rainbow people, we are born Babylon And go to that rainbow country <laughs> To the promised land You don't really got to stress, my brother Just take my hand Is this Jesus Camp or what's this? Uh, Jesus Camp is up there with the horns. Oh. Uh, Jesus Camp has horns? Seven trumpets of Jericho. <laughs> the ancient Egyptians used to harvest them and they would dry them out and then they um, like crushed them up like like mortar pestle type thing or whatever mm -hmm. and it made this like um, like dry purpley like dust 
guys, we're losing focus. Focus, everyone, focus. Ketchup, my weekend gets a total. 